Likuti Sichas, Chedek Chav, Volume 20, the first Sicha of Parshas Noyach. This Sicha is on the first Pasuk of the Parsha, and in this Sicha will be explained what exactly is the prohibition of Avoid the Zara, of worshipping idols, and what's behind it, and the connection between Abram Avinu and Noyach. Just as an introduction, first of all, I would strongly encourage you to review chapter 1 and 2 in the Rambam, Maimonides, the Hilchis Avodazara. So, a few things to get familiar with. First of all, when did Abraham Avinu recognize Hashem? We know, first and foremost, and this is most important to emphasize, Abraham Avinu came to the recognition that there is one God, came to it on his own, by contemplating, by exploring, as the Medrash describes in detail. So there are varying... Uh, opinions or versions as to when exactly Avram Avinu became, so to speak, Avram Avinu. Some say at three years old, there's an opinion of 40, there's an opinion of 48, and then there's finally an opinion of 50 years old. But the main point again is that Avram Avinu came to it on his own. So that's one thing to familiarize yourself with. Another thing, the Rambam, the Sefer Yad HaChazaka, or as we know it as Mishnah Torah, this book that consists of 14 books, 14 sections, as the Rambam himself says in the Hakdama, in the introduction, is a safer, quote, a safer halachas halachas. This is a book of laws, strictly laws. Thus, when sometimes it seems that the Rambam is telling us some kind of narrative, a story, or giving us history, obviously we have to find the halacha aspect in it, because Rama wouldn't just be sharing with us information, historical facts. Rather, he is telling everything he tells us is just for purpose, purely for halacha. Uh, another thing to familiarize ourselves with, Avram Avinu, how old was he when Noyach passed away? A small part of Noyach's life overlapped Avram's. How old was he? Well, the Evan Ezra, one of the primary commentaries in the Torah gives us a, a hint, a remez, to help us remember it. That Avram Avinu was Noyach years old, Noyach is 58, when Noyach passed away. Okay, let's get into the Sikha. So on the Pasuk, Eila told us Noyach, the first Pasuk in this Parsha where it says, these are the, the, the occurrences of Noyach, and Noyach was a righteous man, he was an East Tzaddik, he was in his generation. So we know that there are two pirushim of this. What does the Pasuk mean? What is it implying when it says, quote, in his generations? One actually is saying in the praise of Noyach that even though he was in the time that he lived him, even though he lived in such difficult and challenging times, yet he was a great tzaddik. However, the other one is lignai, which is somewhat negative, which is saying, look, Noyach was a tzaddik. However, and Rashi also quotes this. Ilu, Hoya, had he been, means he wasn't, but had he been in the generation of Abram, he wouldn't be considered anything. So the question, of course, is how do we say, had he been in the time of Abram, when the reality is, as I just said in the introduction, that he indeed did live in the time of Abram. Abram lived in his times. Now it's true that. In the beginning of his, of his life, Avraham Avinu did not yet reach the level of tzaddik as we know him. It happened much later, right? 
And, you know, for him coming to the point where he recognizes Hashem. In fact, there's even a medrash that says that Abraham Avinu was worried, quote, about those days in which he still worshipped idols, because that's where he was brought up. So there was part of Abraham's life and he wasn't a tzaddik. So perhaps one would want to justify it and say that, you mean, when, what do we mean by saying that um, had he lived in the times of Abram, that he didn't yet live in the times of Abram, and Abram was a tzaddik. But this is not the case, because we know that Abram Avinu did reach the level of tzaddik, and in fact, he reached it on his own. He attained this belief in Hashem on his own, not like Noyach, who, as it's described, had some support from Hashem, or he had the influence from those who taught him, from Mitzvah from Chanoich, and so on. Rather, Avram reached it on his own, and we do know, even by, by this account that we have, the varying accounts, still, he reached it at least by the time he reached 50, which is certainly before Noyach's passing. Because remember we said that Noyach passed away when Avram was 58 years old, Noyach years old. Now, even if we're going to say that what we mean by in his generation of Avram, that when Avram started to so to speak, build his career as the teacher of the uh, greatness of Hashem to the world, even that happened prior to Nayat's passing. Now, the Rebbe says, in order to go into this, let's first start with this, about regarding the age when Avram Avinu became Avram, the Avram, the monotheistic believer in Hashem. So we know it's either 3, 40, 48, or 50. However, it's very interesting that when you look in the Rambam, in Hilchas Avodah Zarah, chapter 1, Halacha 3, over there he describes Avram Avinu and he says, Ben Arboim Shana Hikar Avram that Avram recognized with full and absolute recognition his creator, meaning Hashem, when he was 40 years old. Now the question really is, since the prevailing opinion or the prevailing version is that Avram was 48 years old when he recognized Hashem and began teaching it, why is it that the Rambam, um, the Rambam is of the opinion that it's 40 years old? And why does the Rambam, so to speak, veer away from the common, most accepted opinion, most accepted approach and insist that it's 40 years old? Moreover, the Rambam himself is not oblivious to the other uh, age um, um, age landmarks in Avram's life, because we see that Avram himself describes how Avram began this process already when he was very, very young. If anything, the Avram should have at least said, okay, there's an opinion of three years old, but it didn't fully materialize into 40. Why does he make it this, this, this point to make it like an absolute statement that Avram Avinu came to this recognition at 40 years old. Why 40 years old? So the Rebbe says in order to understand this, we'll first preface by having by generally explaining the halachas of Avedah Zorah in the Rambam, the way the Rambam um, describes to us the halachas. And that is that if you look in chapter 1, he starts off how Avedah Zorah, how idolatry evolved and he tells us, first in Halacha Aleph, that in the beginning, in the days of Enosh, people made this great mistake. And their error was that they said, meaning they had a rational error, since Hashem created the stars and all the galaxies and all the angels, 
And he imparted on them kavod. He imparted them honor, and he gave them certain duties. And there is like, so to speak, Hashem shamoshim. They are his servants. Therefore, they came to a conclusion that it's only right. And a way to honor Hashem is by showing his servants honor, by showing the stars and the galaxies and, and the angels and so on, by giving them honor. That's how it started. Then he goes in Halacha Beis in the next paragraph, and he says how it later evolved after many days, after much time, where false prophets emerged, and they, of course, erroneously, and with absolute lies, they claimed that God spoke to them and told them, directed them, you know, worship this star, worship this galaxy, and so on and so forth. And then he continues and he tells us that over time, it became even worse. It deteriorated even further. They came to the point where people totally forgot about Hashem. That means even when the false prophets emerged, what did they claim? They claimed there is a God, there is the supreme being, but he told us to tell you to not only worship him, but also to worship, you know, the other intermediaries. Over here, it evolved and deteriorated into such a low level where even God was totally forgotten. And they only ended up worshiping these symbols, all these statues and so on. And as the, as the Ramam says, there was nobody that knew about the oneness of God and so on until this pillar of the world, that is, Avraham Avinu was born and how now, the, the Ramam explains in Halacha, Halacha Gimel, in the third paragraph, in the third Halacha, how he describes how Avram Avinu came to the recognition in the one creator on his own. And he, then he, he details all the extraordinary things that he did in order to bring this awareness to the people of his generation. Now, as we said in the introduction, we know the Rambam is not a storybook. The Rambam is not a history book. Not, the Rambam is not a book of interesting facts. The Rambam is a safer, as he says, a safer halachis halachis. So what is the halachic value in this, all this story, knowing all about this? Says the Rebbe, the answer is that in the very first chapter, the Rambam gives us a general introduction, a general intro into the whole concept and the whole idea of Avedah Zarah. In other words, he wants us to really have the conceptual understanding of what Avodah Zarah is before he gets in, goes into the nitty-gritty of the details, what you could do, what you can do, to really understand the essence, what really is the idea, so to speak, the soul of Avodah Zarah. What's the explanation? What does this mean? You see, in general, the prohibition of Avodah Zarah, although it seems to consist mostly of all the details of things you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. However, what the Rambam wants us to know is that the true content, the true idea, and the main point of Abedizara is really what goes on in the thoughts, in the mind of the person, in the feelings of his heart. In other words, the fact that the person thinks, attributes in his mind some power to a certain galaxy or to a certain star or what have you, that is the Indian, that is the idea of Abedizara. That this is an absolute prohibition, even though he didn't do anything. In other words, the Rambam wants us to appreciate that before we go into the nitty-gritty of Abed Zarah. And this is why the Rambam tells us right in the beginning of, of the second chapter that you're not allowed to worship any other creation, anything, even from the highest celestial beings, 
even though at the time you worship it simultaneously, you're fully aware and you believe that there's a God of all the gods. And you're not allowed to do that, and you're not allowed to even think that there is power in anything else other than Hashem. And that's where, because, because he says, because that can actually have you turn away from the Torah, if you start attributing any powers or what have you, to any other entities, to any other creatures, uh, creations in the world, then you may end up leaving the Torah and later coming to worship of Zara. So it's understood that in order to properly fulfill the mitzvah of Zara, a person has to be forewarned, a person first has to know that they have to forewarn their thoughts, their attitude, their approach to things. The person has to instill in their mind that there is no room of showing any whatsoever credence or respect or honor to even an angel, even the greatest celestial being other than Hashem himself. And this is not only a means of fulfilling the mitzvah, the prohibition of Abed Zorah, but rather, as the Ramam himself says, this is, quote, Ikar kol ha-mitzvahs. This is really the most fundamental of all mitzvahs. In other words, this is really the idea of being a servant of Hashem is negating the whole idea of Abedah Zarah. And therefore, the Rama made this whole introduction that what does he do? First, he starts off with showing us how, quote, the Chachme Hadar, the wisest men of that generation, quote, thought, contemplated this whole idea and how they came to their conclusion. And remember, it was that a total reverence of Hashem. They thought that this is another way of honoring Hashem. But it was their thinking. It was their contemplation. It came through the human rationale. And with this, he explains. He's emphasizing that Avedizot is not only for, for, forbidden because Hashem said so. In other words, because Hashem says, no, it's off limits. But in fact, it's forbidden and it's wrong because it doesn't make sense. In other words, a person has to come to the rational conclusion that their way of thinking, that the original Avedizoraniks, that their way of thinking, the original idolaters, that their way of thinking was wrong. That it was a mistake, as he says, that people made this grave mistake. Then he continues, and he brings an even lower, or worse manner, in which this deteriorated to, in which it evolved to, right? The false prophets. That what? That this eventually leads to totally forget about Hashem. And then he brings for us how Avram Avinu on his own, came to the recognition of Hashem. How? He describes in detail. By observing nature. By looking at how the world functions. This, the Rambam writes, not just as a story, but to teach us that if a person really desires to do so, he wants to understand that there is one God, and he wants to come to a rational conclusion, to an absolute, practical, uh, logical manner in which he can conclude that there is a God, he should do what Avram Avinu did. Avram Avinu observed the world and came to a rational conclusion that there is, and, and, and recognition in Hashem. And now we can appreciate why the Rambam chose to emphasize that Avram Avinu recognized Hashem at 40 years old. Why he chooses this version. Because we know, as the Mishnah tells us, Ben Arboim Shona Libino that at 40 years old, a person comes to a better understanding. Bina is associated with 40 years old. 
Now, what does this mean? This is a natural thing, says the Rebbe. This is not telling you that at 40 years old, if you learned for 40 years. No, there's something about a person when they turn 40, the maturity, it's just a natural thing that your whole conception of things, your whole approach to understanding things is totally different than prior to 40 years old. And therefore, the, the Rambam wants to emphasize that when Avram really, truly, and absolutely recognized Hashem, it was 40 years old. This is not just that he recognized Him, so to speak, on a, an esoteric level, on a spiritual level, but that this is something that a person uh, in a rational, rational logical approach could recognize Hashem and this is the ultimate that a person should come to it not because it's imposed on him so to speak or that he has to believe or it's pure faith but rather that he comes to it by means of appreciation through his mind of understanding and this is consistent with the whole approach of the Rambam to Aved as we explained now afterwards the Rambam continues and he tells us that after Avram Avinu came to this recognition, he started to debate with the people. He started to try to impress the people of his, on, on the people of his generation what he had just found, what he had con- come to the conclusion to, that there is one God. And then he describes how Avram Avinu was able to overpower them with his logic. In other words, he was able to win them over with his logic, and that is the reason why the king Nebrod wanted to kill him. Because they couldn't argue with this, you couldn't argue with you know, absolute logical, ra- uh, rational conclusions. And that's why they tried to intimidate him by killing him. And again, this is all, again, a means of the Rambam explaining to us how one can reach this through pure logic, through pure human logic. And then he continues to tell us how the Avram Avinu started to be mashpia, he started to impress and started to influence the people of, the, of his generation until many of them started to follow in his ways. Now we can appreciate and answer the question that we asked. What do you mean had Noyach been in his generation? Noyach was in his generation. Noyach certainly did live in the times of Abraham Avinu. The answer is, notice, it doesn't say that Ilu Hoya Noyach Badoyer Shel Avram that had Noyach been in the generation of Avram, but rather it says Doiroi Shel Avram, his generation of Avram. What's the difference? It says the Rebbe says it, the, 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 the point over here is not that they happened to live in the time of Avram. Not that they had to be, happen to live in the doir of Avram, in the same time period, in the generation of Avram. But rather that they became doiroi shel Avram. They became his generation. Meaning these people became influenced by Avram. They didn't merely accept what he said. They didn't merely just get convinced by saying, okay, fine, your arguments are more overwhelming, so we're just going to follow you. But rather, Avram Avinu ignited in them a thought. He ignited in them the desire to think, to contemplate this. And they thought about it. They worked their minds, and they came to the conclusions in their minds, in their rationale, in their logic, to the same conclusions that Avram Avinu came to. And now we can understand. This was a process. This didn't happen right away. Although Avram Avinu became, quote, 
aware of Hashem at 40 years old, fully aware, but he started a process. This took time to teach the people and to influence them. And like we said, not Doir Shel Avram, but Doiroi Shel Avram. Not that they were in the generation of Avram, but that they became the generation of Avram. Meaning they became like him. They became involved in recognizing Hashem, just like Avram Avinu. This took a lot of time. And actually, this didn't materialize for many years. This was a process until Avram Avinu became 70 years old, as it's described. And later, Hashem told him in the Parsha Slech Lecha to leave the country and move on and spread the word there. So this certainly did happen after the passing of Noyach, after Noyach was already no longer here. And now we could appreciate and understand, now that we understand why the Rambam goes into the whole lengthy um, uh, narrative of how Avedizora evolved and everything that happened, now we can also appreciate what he concludes at the end. He says that, that Avraham Avinu taught it to the people. He taught it to his children. And Yitzchak carried it on. And then Yaakov. But then eventually, and I'm paraphrasing, eventually the descendants of Yaakov, they ended up in Mitzrayim. And with time, they began to forget this. They began to, began to get assimilated with the people around them. And unfortunately, it came to a point where almost everything was lost, says the Rambam. And then he says, but then what happened? Because of the love that Hashem has for us, Hashem made Moshe Rabbeinu and he sent him to us to speak to us and he chose us as his nation and he gave us the Torah and the mitzvahs. How does this explain the whole, what is again, what does it have to do with Hilchas Abed Zorah? How does it explain Abed Zorah? It just seems like he's finishing the story. But again, that's not the point of the Rambam's book. The Rambam's book is to teach us halacha, to teach us the essence of the halacha. Says the Rebbe, the answer with the, with is that the Rambam is trying to explain to us that even though up until this point in the narrative, which wasn't just a narrative, but rather was giving us the soul of this mitzvah, the essence of it was to tell us that you have to reach it on your own, through your own logic, through your own understanding. And that's the whole point of what Avram accomplished and what the people that he influenced accomplished. And that's why it's not in the time of Noyach. But at the same time, the Rambam wants us to know that that alone exclusively coming to it through your own understanding and appreciation, that is not the right way to go. Because chas v'shalom, with time, what can happen? Thoughts can change. People assimilate. They get another way of thinking. They evolve into another type of logic, another type of rationale. And therefore, he emphasizes that there is another component which assures that it shouldn't be Abed which is that it has to also be. It's not enough to come to it on your own understanding, your own conclusions, through your own rationale, but rather that there has to be an absolute subservience to Hashem through the dedication, the Torah and mitzvahs. That is the faith, the emunah the, the that we have in Moshe Rabbeinu and in the Torah and so on. Meaning that how, how do you, that, that even if one understands that it's, out of the question to have a Vedazara, but if it's only coming from Seichel, if it's only coming from logic, it's still, one is not assured that they're always going to have that understanding. So yeah, on the other hand, what you need is, you need to have the actual fulfillment of Torah and Mitzvahs, um, because that's the way Hashem, um, Hashem imparted on us through Moshe Rabbeinu. In other words, to have absolute faith in Hashem, we need to have both. You need to have on the one hand the understanding, and the other hand, you need to have also 
the dedication to Torah and mitzvahs, which, of course, the primary mitzvah is the belief in Hashem. In short, what you need to have is both the negative and the positive. The negative is the mitzvah leisa say, is not to think of a desire, is not to give it any credence, and not to give it any importance, anything else other than Hashem. And the mitzvah say aspect of it, the positive commandment aspect of it, is to believe in Hashem and to learn and to know more about Hashem, which obviously leads us to the, of course, obvious that it's not just enough not to do Abedah Zorah, but one has to also endeavor to learn more and more, like Chassidus, for example, so one can better understand and have a better appreciation of the Amun and Hashem.